Hello beautiful people and welcome back to the Awesome Boon podcast. Today is going to be a slightly different podcast because it's literally just going to be me rattling on talking about why I feel it is so important to ultimately go on a healing journey and to heal the traumas from our past to ultimately fix our shit because so often we have experiences in our past which then go on to completely code and lead and create chaos and carnage moving forward. I know personally for myself that situations that I experienced as a child ultimately led me down a road of anxiety, depression, alcohol abuse, drug abuse because Ultimately, realistically, I never processed and I never healed aspects of my childhood. And I'm not saying that anything really, really bad, really, really toxic happened in my childhood. I'm talking about fairly ordinary sort of stuff that a lot of kids go through, like, you know, marriage breakup of your parents, the trauma that that causes, the 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 confusion that you have as a young child. For me, I was four years old and... I didn't understand, you know, why my parents were screaming at each other, you know, why, you know, why my dad was leaving, you know, why my mum was crying so much. And realistically, with with the power of deep reflection, with the power of looking at this from, you know, 40-year-old man's sort of experience, and especially after being shown by the plant medicines, the layers, the depths of the unwritten traumas, worries, concerns, fears, anxieties that situations like that create. And then moving on later on in my childhood, you know, going to secondary school where, you know, as a young quirky little boy that I was, you know, filled with, you know, a cheeky energy, a cheeky vibrant energy, you know, I suffered from, you know, I was fairly hyperactive as a child, you know, I wasn't a nasty child, I was just a, I was just a typical boy, I was just a typical boy into everything, you know, climbing, messing around, you know, probably didn't listen particularly well, but hey-ho, you know, only seven years old, and yet at my school, you know, which was run by pretty much exclusively ex-army, old boys, you know, who were you know, fairly, fairly screwed up themselves, they pretty much beat and shamed my internal energy, my spark, my passion out of me, so I would conform, so I would fit into their model of reality, so I would behave as they wished me to behave. And again, at the time, you don't necessarily think too much about this. Um, It's only as time goes on that you realize that again these sort of shaming behaviors these these situations where the teachers try to embarrass you to make you feel insignificant to uh you know to fill you with worry you know they they would shame me they would shame all of us actually you know i remember i remember an an event i'm going to tell you about this i don't I haven't spoken about this publicly at all and um i I wasn't even conscious, I wasn't even conscious of this memory until I went back to Italy in April to, uh, for my, my third, my third ayahuasca, uh, retreat. And basically what happened, there was a, there was a, there was a memory which popped up, which had obviously created a, a huge amount of embarrassment, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety in me. And thanks to the, thanks to ayahuasca, it, basically played me a HD movie of this of this situation this scene in my life and I'm going to run through it quickly with you I mean maybe some of you might relate to this so I'm seven years old and uh, at school it was a sort of a you know October day so it's a little bit wet and cold muddy we've been out playing sports Um, I think probably rugby I suspect I can't remember exactly Anyway, we got uh, got back into the changing rooms, and I was um, I, I I wasn't I wasn't a keen child at the idea of sort of stripping off to my birthday suit and jumping into an open shower with a load of other people. Really didn't sort of make me feel particularly comfortable. So I would try and sort of you know hide away and get dressed as fast as possible so I could run out and go and meet my mum. With obviously with the idea of sort of going home and jumping into a nice hot bath and, with my own privacy. 
but regrettably on one on one occasion this this uh this teacher of mine he took exception to this and uh, he refused to let me leave the changing rooms until i jumped into the shower seven years old a little bit insecure yep i kicked off you know i, I played up i didn't want to do it and um this big burly ex-army chap covered in tattoos basically held me down and stripped me bare and uh, didn't at that point throw me into the showers with my age group uh, chuck me into the showers with uh, 16 year old boys and then proceeded to mock me mock mock the size of of me um, in all shapes and forms in front of all these other 16 year old boys who just relished in teasing a little seven-year-old chap half their size pretty horrendous situation i'm fairly sure nowadays if that was to happen in a school that um someone would be losing their job but this was a different time in the 90s where you know the teachers could uh well i think basically get away with everything they want they thought and uh, they pretty much did this is just one one story one of many many stories of my life that i've worked out actually went on to create huge trauma and huge anxiety now many of you who've been following my journey over the last you know 18 months will be all too familiar the fact that um, for the best part of two decades I had an alcohol dependency issue that's a polite way of saying basically I was an alcoholic um, I was a high functioning alcoholic so I was able to hold my shit together and to get up every single day and go to work but um, I would struggle I would struggle daily with my mental health I as soon as I woke up as soon as I became alert in the morning there was just this absolute toxic soup of nastiness going around my head everything from negative negative thoughts to judgments on myself to just this this deep rooted fear this anxiety this depression this loneliness this huge sense of loss this huge sense of not belonging not being a part of this all all of this world and just general carnage and absolute confusion and what I learned uh, is that if I was just to continue topping myself up with alcohol and recreational drugs like cannabis or prescription drugs like say codeine, diazepam and other sort of pretty nasty substances which would just round off the edges, sort of take away the pain and allow you to sort of at least temporarily function in this reality. But realistically all of those behaviours, all of, all of the drinking, all of the drugs didn't really achieve anything it didn't achieve anything in in reality it 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 robbed me it robbed me of who i really am it stole my essence it kept me further and further away from my true potential and it made me ultimately incredibly unpresent in in my reality and when you're unpresent you know you are unpresent you are not really here and now after being sober and clean and you know fixing my shit sorting out my anxiety my depression it's almost like version one of Orson I don't even remember now with my clarity and my new perception of life I look back at the carnage that I caused and the cruelest aspect of this is that ultimately I don't even remember being that person anymore I look back and I can loosely see the memories, but I don't recognize the man. I don't recognize when I look into the eyes of the man staring back at me as being me. It's a really, really strange concept. It's a really difficult sort of paradigm to find yourself in because now I feel incredibly different. I It's very difficult to really sort of allow others to understand the sheer difference I experience inside of me I no longer remember the person from 10 months ago I no longer behave like the person 10 months ago I no longer think like the person 10 months ago yes I look the same I sound the same and this is the tricky point because you know my past behavior my alcoholism my lack of presence you know, deeply affected people in my life who I really, really love and hold very, very dear to my heart. The main person obviously being my wife and not being present with my emotions, sort of very much just being very selfish and just sort of 
all consumed by what is going on in my head, you know, that made me very unpresent for, for her. And now it's, it's, I find myself in a situation where it's like I've come back to this reality, this, this, this newer version of me, and I'm looking, I'm going, oh my God, you know what, mate, you have just created so much chaos, so much shit in your life, you know, so much upset, and you did it all completely unaware. And now I come back as this, what I consider a much more improved version of myself, and I'm left to sort of clean up after, after the chaos of this other idiot who's just been running the show for the last sort of 39 years. And it's a, it, it's a tough pill. It's a bitter pill to swallow. I'm not going to lie to you. It's been, it's been a really, really tough thing to recognize and to internalize and to really realize that the shit in your life the aspects which have gone wrong in your life is actually down to me. It's actually, it's all me and I have to own that. I have to be vulnerable. I have to be open enough to own that and to to accept that that was me, even though it doesn't feel like me. And now I need to go forward and to not only continue healing myself, but also to continue healing the relationships that I've put under excess stress. This ultimately brings me to the point of this conversation of why I feel it is just so fundamental to look into your shadow work, look into your darkness, look into what you really know is holding you back. We all struggle. We all have bullshit. We all have traumas. We all have negative behaviors. We're all toxic at times. A lot of the time, it's not even our fault. It's because of traumas, issues, worries, concerns, other projections which have been placed onto us throughout our life. But until we start taking responsibility for our behavior, for our faults, for the chaos, for our toxicity, then we're always going to remain in victim mode because until you start taking responsibility for your behavior and especially your negative behaviors, then you're just flying in victim mode. You're just going to go through life and the carnage, the chaos is just going to continue. And most of the time, like I did, we'll probably end up blaming other people or justifying why we behave like this. Well, I behave like this because you know, what? I had a shit childhood. Like I said to myself, you know what, Boone? Yeah, aspects of your childhood were tough. They were raw. They created chaos, misery, unhappiness, sadness. And no, I was not responsible for a lot of that. But as a nearly 40-year-old man, by God, I'm bloody responsible now for sorting it out. There's this wonderful quote that I... Uh, I see on Instagram every so often, and I can't quote it word for word, so you're just going to have to bear with me, but it basically goes along the lines of, if you do not heal your wounds, you will end up bleeding on the very people who never cut you. I think this is beautiful because that's exactly what I did. I did not heal my wounds. No, a lot of the wounds that I had had nothing to do with me. They were not my fault. I was a child. I was a young, insecure little boy who didn't know any better. He was just trying to process the world the best that he could with the limited information that he had. But now, as an adult, as a grown man, it's absolutely my responsibility to own the toxic shit, the bleeding that I have done over other people in my life. It feels scary. The idea of owning, the idea of accepting that you are the cause sounds painful. Before, the idea of, the idea of even acknowledging to my wife that I had a drink problem, I would just avoid it. There'd be no way she'd say to me, sweetheart, I love you to let I love you to death, but I mean, you know, you're an alcoholic, you're drinking too much. You're drinking too much and you need to get help. You need to go to AA. 
do you know what I'd do? I'd just put her down. I would put her down. I would ridicule her saying, how can I possibly be an alcoholic? I'm successful. I've got a good job. I get up every single day. I function. I'm here. I love you. But I wasn't functioning. Not on the grand scale of things. And you know what? I wasn't present for her. And I would shut her down. My ego would flare up. My God, my ego. Our bloody egos, right? My ego. Soon as it felt like it was being attacked, it would kick off. What do these people know? You're not an alcoholic, mate. You get up every single day. You're a good person. You do good work. What do these people know about you? Well, my wife knew everything about me. She'd known me for 10 years. She knew everything about me. She was always right. She was always, always right. And I shut her down because I hadn't healed. And it was too raw. What she was telling me was activating me. It was triggering me. It was triggering that response. What the hell does she know? What the hell does she know? Do you know the bloody madness as well? The absolute madness? And this is another load of bullshit that comes from masculinity. In my mind, I was like, I can't possibly ever tell her. I can never be truthful about what is going on with my mental health. Why? I was terrified. I was terrified if I was honest about my mental health. Darling, I'm struggling. I suffer from severe anxiety. I suffer from severe depression. I have this whirlwind of toxic, negative shit going around my head every single day and I do not know what to do about it. The ironic thing was, the ironic thing is, is that I've spent my entire adult life working with people, helping them cope with mental health issues. I put all of my energy, all of my energy focusing on trying to help other people, doing the best I could for other people that I never ever actually looked after myself. And that created chaos, absolute chaos in my life. So much so, so much so that it got to a point where I realized that if I didn't address my mental health, if I didn't address what the hell was going on, I was gonna lose everything that I held dear in my world. If I carried on drinking, what was gonna happen? I would have a beer, I would have a cider whilst I was driving a car. I mean, how unbelievably fucking irresponsible is that? I would drive through central London with my roof down on my car, with a bottle of cider in my centre console, midday. Toxic, toxic, dangerous, highly irresponsible behaviour. And you know what? I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I was so consumed. I was so unpresent with the reality around me that I didn't care. It didn't even register. The madness of driving around and thinking that it's acceptable to be drinking alcohol whilst driving. Shameful, shameful, shameful behavior. And I am incredibly embarrassed but I'm being open, I'm being vulnerable, I'm being honest with you, I'm not going to lie. There's no point fucking lying about any of this. There is no point lying. I'm only ever going to be real and raw now. I spent my life in bullshit, deflecting, lying to myself most of the time about what was really going on. And I've realised that just wasn't working for me. That wasn't working for me at all, and it wasn't working for the people I loved. So why is it so fundamentally important to start healing yourself? Because I know, I know there are loads of you out there who are gonna resonate so deeply with the words that I am expressing to you. And I want to tell you that as dark, as terrifying, as, as hard, as it seems it's going to be to fix your shit, it is possible. Everything is possible. 
you can achieve anything you want. Stop self-doubting. The notion for me, if someone had said to me 10 months ago, do you know what, mate? You're going to go away to Italy. You're going to drink ayahuasca and you're going to come back sober. I'd be like, yeah, okay, you know what? I, I, I'll give you, I might come back and I might, I might be able to hold off the drinking for a couple of weeks. I did that the first time. I did that first time I did ayahuasca. I came back to the UK and I didn't drink for about three weeks and I was really, really proud of myself. But then as usual, life sort of catches up with you, sort of bounce back into my normal everyday life. And at the time I was working on a really stressful project over in East London and uh, lots of stress, lots and lots of stress. So of course, what does Boone do when it's under stress? What's the default behavior when you can't cope? Don't worry, the bottle of cider will fix it, mate. Off license, just at the top of the road. Three bottles for a fiver. Go on, let's go and grab them. Yeah, but it's midday. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're self-employed, mate. It's your your company. You're the boss. You can do whatever the hell you want. These were the sort of conversations that would go around. And then I'd beat myself up because, you know, I'd been drinking and then I'd realised that I wasn't present. I wasn't present again for the people that I cared for. Just consumed by work, making money, becoming successful. All of these things are, all of these things are nice. All of these things are important, but not at the cost of the people that you love, not at the cost of your mental health. So last October, last October, my goodness, ten months, ten months, ten months ago, I, uh, I was luckily invited by one of my beautiful brothers in arms to come back to Italy. At the point, in that, that point in time in my life, I was spiraling and uh, my depression was getting to a, a pinnacle point as I felt that my life was beginning to fail. It felt like my life wasn't really my life any longer. I didn't recognize myself. I didn't recognize my behavior. I wanted to, to do so much and uh, I felt like I was completely stuck. And I was stuck. I was completely and utterly stuck. I was stuck in my old, negative, depressed reality, which was slowly, slowly taking me further and further and further away from where I wanted to be. Thankfully, my beautiful brother-in-arms phoned me up literally about five days before the retreat. I hadn't booked. I hadn't, I hadn't got the funds to actually go on it. I couldn't justify it at that time. And he said, man, you've just got to come. You've just got to come. You've got to be there. And at that point, I knew it was a sign. I knew it was a sign that something, someone was giving me the opportunity to be honest, to deal with my toxic lifestyle to stop running, to stop sticking my head in the sand, to stop lying, to stop bullshitting myself. And for once and for all, to actually just man the hell up and start taking control of my life. So I went, I went to Italy, I went to Italy and I was an absolutely, I'm gonna swear now, a fucking emotional wreck. I was, I was an absolute emotional wreck. I was in tears all the way through the airport. In actual fact, security nearly didn't let me through. They nearly didn't let me through. They, 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 they were concerned with how distressed I was. And uh, I had to reassure them but that I was absolutely fine and uh, my crisis would be under control and managed to get through security and went straight to Yo Sushi and grabbed some sushi for breakfast and a bottle of red wine. That was my coping strategy to get onto the plane had another bottle of wine on the red, on the plane. Not a full bottle of wine, <laughs> it wasn't that bad. It wasn't a full bottle of wine, it was one of those half bottles, you know. But still, still desperately stuck in my coping strategy of alcohol, alcohol, alcohol. When I arrived at the retreat, and the retreat is the most beautiful, magical, safe space that I've ever been to. It's just a beautiful part of Southern Italy, 
surrounded by these wonderful national parks, pine forests, cliffs, the ocean. Super, super peaceful, super beautiful, very spiritual, very, very calming. A perfect environment to uh, go and heal, a perfect environment to fix your shit. I turned up to the retreat and I was greeted by my usual gang of brothers who we've been on this path all together since the start 18 months ago and f- and a few beautiful people who follow me on social media beautiful beautiful souls who had had the courage to follow me on my journey and to come out to Italy with me to join with me to do deep deep healing and uh those two people know who they are and I have so much love and respect for both of you, Matt and Roxy. So much love for you to trust, to trust me, to to go from watching my videos, to go from seeing the transition that I've had, to go, do you know what, I'm going to sign up. I'm going to do that with Boone as well. Beautifully brave souls. And... The retreat just creates this amazing space, fully supported by some of the most incredible people I've ever met. They're family, familia, beautiful, beautiful people from all over the world, most of whom I would never have met, never have met in my normal social circles, but who I consider family absolute family because I can assure you when you go on a two-week retreat and you are burnt you're poisoned you drink psychedelic tea you vomit you potentially shit yourself in front of people you are family after that experience I assure you 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 all of those social inhibitions all of those worries all those anxieties all those embarrassments just go straight out the window as you just bear your soul bear your soul to God and the group of beautiful people trying to co-heal with you. I can't tell you, and I've spent 20 years as a therapist, I've spent 20 years working with people literally all over the world, all ages, trying to help them improve their lives, trying to trying to help them find happiness, congruence. And what I've been able to achieve in 10 months is nothing short of a miracle it really it really is it really is i was talking to a friend of mine who's a doctor and uh, an addiction specialist in fact and we were talking about my alcohol issue and he was amazed you know i was drinking 100 units of alcohol per week um that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot it's equivalent to about 10 litres of vodka every single month, 120 litres of vodka a year. I wasn't drinking vodka, but it's a good way to sort of put it into some sort of perspective for you. Poison. Poison. Like, why on earth was I drinking that shit? I was drinking that shit because I was so unhappy. I was just so stuck. I wasn't unhappy with the people in my life. I loved. I love everyone in my life always have always always have I was just unhappy with what the hell was going on in my head and I just didn't know how to fix it I was scared I was scared I was anxious I guess in truth I was a coward I was just a coward I was a coward to go deep into my rawness my bullshit my darkness I was a coward to have those honest conversations with myself about how I fucked up why? Because I knew it was all me. I knew I couldn't blame anybody else but me. And that is the rawness of these journeys, is you've got to accept that. No, the, the, the cause of the trauma, very often, is nothing to do with us. Nothing to do with us at all. But unless we take the time, we process, we fix it, As I said before, we'll just continue to bleed on the very people we love the most and the very people who never did anything to us. If nothing else, this should be one of the main reasons that 
all of you, all of us as society should be looking to do deeper, deeper healing work on ourselves. We see this in society now. Look at us. Society, modern medicine will have you believe that we are the most advanced we've ever been. If that is the case, if we've got all this shit worked out, why is it that more people now than ever suffer from anxiety, depression and complex mental health issues? If we've got this so figured out, if society is running so well, why is there over 360 million people globally who suffer from treatment-resistant depression? That is a type of depression so difficult to treat that it resists all modern techniques, all the drugs, all the therapy, none of it works. 360 million people. That is pretty much the entire population of the United States of America suffer from treatment-resistant depression. Suicide in men under the age of 45 is the biggest, biggest single killer of chaps in the UK. About 18 people every single day. 18 men. 18 men every single day in the UK are killing themselves. Let that sink in. Suicide is the biggest single killer of men under the age of 45 now in the UK. This is just bonkers. It's bonkers. We're doing something wrong. We're fundamentally doing something wrong. Society is sick. We are sick. We're ignoring something on a mass grandiose scale because we're unwell. All of you out there, it doesn't matter how incredible your lives are, you will suffer from anxiety and depression, fears and worries. A lot of these are very normal emotions. It's okay to be sad. Life is tough. Life is tough. But when these emotions, when these traumas from our past dictate day by day how we process, how we move forward in our lives, in actual fact, scrap that. We don't move forward, do we? We don't move forward. We remain stagnant and stuck, living in fear trapped in the prisons of our past, trapped in prisons of our thoughts. If what I'm saying to you resonates on any, any level at all, then I encourage you, I applaud you to at least start just becoming aware of who you are, why you do the things you do, and your toxic traits. We all have them. I had a bloody catalogue of them. And slowly, one by one, I am healing them. I am letting them go. I am changing my personality. I am changing my characteristics. Because I no longer want to be that old version of Boone, living in fear, full of anxiety, depressed, lonely, lost, desperately, desperately lost desperately trying to work out what the hell I am doing on this world. Where should I go? What should I do? And I know because I get thousands of messages from you amazing people that so many of you find yourself in the same situation. So what can we do about it? We've got to do something about it, people. We've got to start addressing society's mental health. I talk to so many clients from all walks of life, all walks of life, it doesn't matter, rich or poor, we're all the same, we all have the same emotional issues, we all experience traumas in similar ways, those traumas all fuck us up in similar ways, creating carnage and chaos 
which we just continue to spew into our lives. And as I said, very often we affect the very people that we love the most. This is why I am such a massive advocate for deep, deep healing. Deep healing is not pretty. It is not a pretty process. There's no point lying to you. If you need to go deep into your darkness, you need to heal what you have done in the past, what you've experienced, what has happened to you. You have to release all of those emotions. You have to release all those triggers, all those activations. And that takes work. That takes a lot of work. I have spent the last 10 months, every single day, hours and hours dedicated to sorting my shit out. Because I knew, I knew that if I didn't bloody do it before I was 40 years old in December, that I probably never would. I want to be a father in this world. I would love, I would love to be gifted that responsibility. But my goodness, thank God I never had children before. What child deserves an alcoholic father who can't cope, who will routinely abuse himself with alcohol, recreational and prescription drugs, who will get in a car and drive and drink Shameful, stupid, ridiculous, toxic behaviour. And I will own it and say that I am completely ashamed of myself. Completely and utterly ashamed. But I've recognised it. I've recognised it. And like with everything, out of negatives, you have to reframe. We have to rebuild we can't keep wallowing in self-pity like I did for many, many decades. Healing is so vitally important. Beautiful, beautiful souls. And I know it is scary. I know it fills a lot of you with absolute terror. But where would you like to be? Stuck? Deep in your comfort zone of madness, misery, chaos, unhappiness and trauma, which is predictable and you've, you've been there for years, like me. I'd spent years there. I'd created incredible complex coping strategies to try and deal with the whole process. But it wasn't working. I was convincing myself it was working, but it wasn't working. And as I said, by continuing to suppress and to push down all that bullshit, all that trauma, I created chaos in other people's lives. Those people's lives who I loved. I do love, I love with all my heart, always will. And now I've got to, I've got to rectify it. I've got to fix. And that's exactly what I'm going to do. Because now I'm no longer a life victim. I'm not a victim of my past. I'm a master of my destiny. I am in control. I have choices. I can choose to heal. I can choose to get better. I can choose to become a better human being. And that's exactly what deep medicine work has shown me, what deep medicine work has allowed me to understand, to fully appreciate the wonder, the beauty of this world that we live in. So many of us, just like me for many, many years, would go through this world missing, missing the finer detail of this magical existence that we have all around us, the beautiful opportunities, the incredible richness of this experience, the wonder, the huge amount of unconditional love, the joy, the excitement, the happiness. Fixing my shit, beautiful people, was simply the best bloody thing I've ever done. Has it been easy? Absolutely not. None of it has been easy. It has pushed me to my absolute 
depths. At times I have thought about taking my own life. I have found myself sat on my sofa at night in such a dark, dark, shitty space that I thought the only way out was to finish it. Again, I'm embracing the vulnerability of being completely and open with all of you about it. And as I said, I know, I can feel there's going to be a lot of you which are going to resonate with these words that I say. Know this. You can heal. You can change your world. You can change your reality. You can change your life. You can change this entire experience. Yes, it is going to feel scary. Yes, you will feel intimidated. Yes, you will feel alone. Damn right, you will feel bloody lost. But if you believe that you can heal, if you can believe that you can get through this, I promise you that you will. And you will come through it a far greater, far more powerful aspect of your true self. You'll be able to shine your light. You'll be able to become everything you've ever wanted. Because I promise you, you do not realize how destructive, unhealed behavioral patterns and traumas are to our future reality. The crazy thing is, is that we normalize our behavior. We normalize it. We rationalize it. We justify it. And if we can't do any of those, we'll just blame others. <laughs> well, I certainly did. I know you guys do as well. Come on, we're all human beings. We're all flawed. We're all flawed characters. We didn't come here perfect. But I'd argue we can leave a lot better than we came in. If you're prepared to put that work in, if you're prepared to really be honest with yourself, that's all it takes. When I talk to people about ayahuasca and all of the plant medicines and all of the journeys, people are always interested. They're always amazed by the experience. They're always amazed by the results. It's undeniable. You can see. You can see the difference in me. A lot of you have been following me for years. For years I'd never even shown my face. Why? Because I was terrified. Why? God knows. Terrified of judgment. Terrified of what people would think, what people would say. Terrified of the sound of my own voice. The notion of doing podcasts. The notion of talking about being an, an alcoholic. The notion of, of discussing my mental health issues. The, the notion of being honest with you guys and saying, I have contemplated taking my own life many more times than just once. I'm not going to do that, I can assure you. I'll publicly say this, I'm not going to do that. But it doesn't stop you when you're in that deep rawness, that horrendous emotional tsunami of bullshit which just overtakes you in that moment of time where you just say to yourself, I don't think I can deal with this any longer. I'm not sure I have the strength You have to find the strength, because you do. We all have that strength, I promise you. We all have so much hidden support, if only you were able to realize. We are all loved unconditionally. We can all choose to make changes to our lives. Yes, the journey will be rocky. It will be challenging. But I can tell you, and I'll be honest with you, especially the last 10 months, because I mean, that's where the, the work has really just kicked off for me. It has been tough. I have never felt so lost, so lonely, so desperately, desperately lonely. But I wouldn't change any of it because every single time Every single time I, I work on myself, every single time I release negative shit from my physical body, I'm reaping the benefits. The more of the toxic, blocked up human crap that I have just stored in my system, the more I release of it, the more room I have to express my true self, which is ultimately what you people see in front of you. I get messages every day going, my goodness, the changes in you in the last 10 months have been ridiculous. 
The idea of doing videos every single day talking about stuff would have terrified me, guys. Utterly terrified me. So full of fear. I remember the first day I put the first video up, I was just like, my God, people are going to think I'm a dick. Who is this guy with a ginger beard? His beard doesn't even match his hair. How weird is that? This sort of posh voice. Definitely going to get trolled. Someone's going to think I'm a dick. <laughs> Do you know what? Never happened. None of my fears have ever come true. In actual fact, quite the opposite. All I get is just reams and reams of positive messages from all of you incredible people from all over the world going, Boone, you do not know me. But that post you put up really resonated with me. It really helped me out. You have no idea. What a wonderful privilege to have. What a wonderful privilege to be able to just share my experience, my story, and for my story and my experience to go on and to help other people process their stories, their experiences. What does that tell us, people? I'll tell you what it tells me. We are one. We're a community. We're all the same. And the sooner we all start loving and supporting each other, we're going to see huge fundamental changes in our reality for years for years darker forces have been trying to create division to separate us to create fear doubt worry across this planet separating us constantly however they do it religion race sexuality divide create fear I call bullshit on all of this. It doesn't matter what colour of your skin. It doesn't matter what God you believe in in the sky. And it doesn't matter who the hell you sleep with. What matters is that we're all here. We're all on the same journey. And the sooner we realise that, the sooner we realise that actually together as one, if we start working as one, teaming up, connecting, we will grow we will grow and we will move forward from the negativity of the past few thousand years of our human evolution, where I would argue we have gone off track. We've gone way off piste. We're deep in these deep snow drifts and we are lost. But we don't have to be. We do not need to be lost. If we start healing, if we start growing our awareness of who we are, why we do what we do. We become more conscious beings. This is paramount. It is absolute paramount that we become more conscious beings. For those of you who are potentially interested in exploring the retreat side of things like I have, there is another retreat this October in Italy. It's gonna be two weeks. I'm going to be there with the full team. This is a unique opportunity, I promise you. This is a very, truly unique opportunity to really face your fears, to battle your demons, and to start the deeper healing process, which I promise you will give you nothing but freedom in the end. Once you start this incredible journey, you will go through it and you will grow and you will heal day by day, day by day. There are people out there who will love and support you. He will give you everything you need. He will create the safe space that you can be vulnerable. So as I said, the offer is there. We do have another retreat in October in Italy. There are of course hundreds of different retreats all around the world. You don't necessarily need to come on ours. Ours is very, very cool, I have to say. Ours is very, very cool. Um, one, because I'm there, and uh, I'm a pretty cool character. And uh, apparently I'm quite funny. I tell quite a lot of jokes. And actually, I was, I was told the other day that uh, maybe I should try and add some of my humour into some of my posts because uh, Matt said, actually, I come across quite serious. Um, so, yeah, maybe I'll start adding in a little bit more comedy to my posts. But... That is all I have to say now. That is pretty much 50 minutes of me just prattling on off script. And I think that's probably gone fairly well. 
Those of you out there who do want to connect with me, um, please do. I've got this new, this whole new program that um, I've been working on with a number of people to bring about. It is a highly, highly effective program at releasing and allowing you to deal with lots of your bullshit and your trauma. Um, so anyone interested, do just DM me or contact me on Instagram. Um, it's a one-to-one -one program. It will be designed around how fast you want to go. So you'll need to come and talk to me about how this operates, how this works. Um, it's very, very exciting. Um, I've been using it with a number of different clients over the last few months. And uh, I have to say, I've never seen anything quite so effective in my life. Uh, it's a wonderful technology and uh, it has incredible abilities to really free us and to help us experience this human experience from a much higher perspective. So those of you interested in doing one-to-one -one work with me, uh, do DM me, contact me. Uh, you can just go awesome at awesomeboon.com or just DM me on uh, the usual social media channels. But until then, uh, big love to you all. I hope you all have the most amazing day. Don't forget what I've said. You know, you can heal. There are people out there who will love and support you and, and, and really nurture you through the whole experience. You are not alone. You're not alone. I'm always available for people who want to talk, even if that's just a video talk, right? We can just have a video conversation. I'm happy to give you my time. Um, so yeah, that's all I've got to say on this one. Um, I've enjoyed this. I quite enjoy doing solo chats. Maybe I'll do uh, a few more of these. But have a beautiful day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for all your messages, love and support. I really do appreciate it. I value uh, all of you so much. And I feel incredibly humbled um, by all the beautiful messages that I receive. So have a beautiful day and uh, we'll catch up very, very soon.